Hello, and welcome to the FPS podcast series. This is podcast number 29. Price-based and cost-based contracts, the advantage and disadvantages. My name is Todd Hatherly, and I'm the Director of Programming for Federal Publication Seminars, and we're a leader in federal government contract training and professional development for over 60 years. And every year, Federal Publication Seminars trains thousands of businesses, federal agencies, and individuals on the legal, regulatory, compliance, and accounting nuances found in the federal regulations through nationwide classroom, online, and in-house sessions. This podcast is a small sampling of important content you can receive as a contracting professional from attending an FPS program. And whether that's in person or on live, live or on demand, cannot find another source with the breadth and depth of experience, knowledge, and content anywhere. So please visit us at fedpubseminars.com for more information. And joining me today is Deborah Nixon of Crosshair Consulting. How are you today, Deb? I'm great, Todd. And uh, first of all, thanks for inviting me to uh, participate in this podcast with you today. I uh, I appreciate your time. And uh, well, let's get right into it. So can you define for us the uh, price-based acquisition and how it's used? Sure thing. Price-based acquisition. Let's kind of look to the beginning. Um, and I might refer to it as price-based acquisition or PBA not to be confused with performance-based acquisition. Um, But price-based acquisition is an acquisition reform introduced in the mid-90s. PBA was implemented to allow the U.S. government to purchase certain products, services, and solutions without requiring cost data. This acquisition method intended to streamline the acquisition process, allowing the government to make contract awards more quickly, ideally for lower prices and with fewer regulatory requirements. In doing so, the intent was to strengthen the industrial basin, improve acquisition efficiencies, and provide better integration and access to the civilian marketplace. So that's a little bit of the background. Now let's talk about what is price-based acquisition. With PBA, a contractor generally prices its qualifying products, services, or solutions based on same or similar sales transactions in the commercial marketplace. The contractor supports the commerciality of the item, and that can be a product or a service, and the reasonableness of the price. There is no or limited visibility into the contractor's cost data generated from their accounting and estimating systems. So rather, the price is supported based on non-governmental sales, commercial discounting practices, market pricing, and competitive bid. And I'll give you a few examples. When you think about price-based acquisition, you might think about purchasing a Ford F-150 truck, an aircraft engine, or even a financial statement audit. Each of these items or services may be deemed commercial and priced um, based on what those companies sell, those products, services, and solutions for uh, what, how they price it to their other customers. 
So commercial items and services are not priced based on an estimate of the direct and indirect cost and a provision for fee. That is derived from the company's accounting and estimating record. Rather, it's priced based on customer sales transactions to non-governmental customers. So another example of price-based acquisition that many might be familiar with is GSA's um, multiple award schedule contracts. These schedules for products and services are generally deemed commercial and often priced based on sales transactions, not based on cost inputs from a contractor's accounting and estimating system. Deb, now that we've described uh, price-based acquisition, can you also describe cost-based acquisition and also provide some examples of cost-based acquisition? Oh, yeah. So cost-based acquisition or CBA is what we think of as traditional government contracting, where a company prices their products, services, or solutions based on cost data. And cost data is comprised of an estimate of the direct and indirect cost plus that provision for fee, hopefully, and that is required to perform contract scope of work. The cost data is based on historical cost trends and forecasts and budgets and is categorized into cost elements such as direct labor, direct materials, subcontractors, and other direct costs might be something like travel costs supporting statement of work efforts. It also includes indirect costs such as overhead and GNA. The indirect costs are priced based on a budget or forecasted estimates for the contractor's fiscal year. Typically, we refer to these rates as forward pricing rates or bidding rates when we are discussing contract pricing. And some examples you asked for um, in cost-based acquisition. Examples may range from the development, build, and operation of a product that's never been delivered before, like DOE's next generation of a nuclear power plant program or the, the, the design and building of the stealth fighter, the joint strike fighter, to providing logistic services or programming a software application. The key is that the contracts are priced on cost data not based on prices offered to the company's other customers as we, we price in price-based acquisition. Deb, uh, what are some of the key differences now that we defined PBA and CBA? Okay, so let's focus on three. Um, and mm -hmm. those three would be permitted contract types, certified cost and pricing data under the Truth and Negotiations Act, or TINA, and pre- and post-award audit rights. So we'll start with permitted contract types first. PBA restricts the permissible contract types, while CBA permits any contract type that may be negotiated and identified in FAR Part 16, which is the section of FAR that identifies the array of contract types the government may use in a FAR uh, procurement. Specifically, PBA permits firm fixed price, 
fixed price with the economic price adjustment. And if we're contracting for commercial services, time and material and labor hour contracts may be permitted. So you'll note cost reimbursable contracts such as cost plus fixed fee or incentive contracts like fixed or cost plus incentive and award fees are not permitted under price-based acquisition. So that's our first key difference. The second key difference we'll focus on is certified cost or pricing data, which is certified under the requirements of the Truth and Negotiations Act. When a contract award is priced based on commercial items or services, or is awarded based on adequate price competition, the contract disclosures are eligible for an exception from providing certified cost or pricing data. This is one of the primary advantages of price-based acquisition because it mitigates the risk of defecting pricing to the contractor in the award of our government contracts. And I'll contrast that with our cost-based acquisition. Cost-based acquisition can trigger the certification of cost or pricing data under the Truth and Negotiations Act, if the pricing action is based on cost data that exceeds $2 million and is not an award of a firm fixed price contract subject to competition. So certified cost or pricing data, again, introduces defective pricing risk, the potential for defective pricing audits, on our pre-award or pricing disclosures that were made in the post-award contract period of performance. So another important difference. And then lastly, we think about audit rights, both pre-award and post-award. With price-based acquisition, there are no pre-award audit rights. In the proposal assessment, the government or a higher tier contractor will perform a price analysis on the proposal to determine if the price is fair and reasonable. However, they are not required to perform a cost analysis. And when I say cost analysis, think of that as being synonymous with an audit, oftentimes performed by the DCAA, Defense Contract Audit Agency. Also, in price-based acquisition, there are few post-award audit rights, particularly with the award of fixed price contracts. For example, PBA eliminates defective pricing audits, CAS compliance audits, incurred cost and contractor business system audit rights if we're negotiating fixed price, price-based acquisition contracts. So a lot of um, important differences when we think about contrasting price-based versus cost-based acquisition. I can see that. Uh, these key differences sound like some of the advantages and disadvantages between the two methods. What are some of the pluses and minuses, other pluses and minuses you can identify? Oh, yes. Well, there, there's a few we can talk about. Um, Price-based acquisition reduces the regulatory requirements, like we mentioned, certified cost or pricing data, 
cost accounting standards, FAR 31, cost allowability, and the identification and segregation of unallowable costs, or pre- and post-award audit rights. Reduced regulatory requirements reduce the risk of government contracting for companies. Reduced risk induces commercial companies and smaller companies to do business with the U.S. government. Additionally, the reduced requirements can improve acquisition efficiencies while streamlining the acquisition lifecycle, shortening it. However, PBA reduces the flexibility of the buyer due to the contract type restrictions that we talked about earlier and the need for a commerciality determination. Not all products, services, and solutions can meet the commerciality test, particularly those actions with undefinitized requirements for research and development activities and a company who lacks um, customer non-governmental, non-U.S. government customers and sales. Also, sometimes the product or service price may decrease with price-based acquisition. So depending upon which side of the transaction you're on, you may see that as an advantage or a disadvantage. So consider products like an aircraft engine, an electronic device such as a cell phone, or even software. Oftentimes companies will give away the product in order to lock in service and maintenance agreements for the life of that equipment. So for example, if we think about price-based acquisition and aircraft engines actually can cost more to produce than they're sold for to their customers in the commercial marketplace. Interesting. So as we wrap up, Deb, um, is there any advice you have for our listeners? Oh, I always have advice, Todd. You know that. Um, so three key points I'll think about is first, um, and I think I see this as confusion um, from contractors. A company can support both price-based acquisition as well as cost-based acquisition simultaneously. So we can have both types of contracts within our contract portfolio. It all is dependent upon how the contract is priced and whether there was competition supporting the award. The second thing I think I I would say is be cautious. Just because you have a fixed price contract doesn't mean it's accepted from TINA and exempted from CAS. Fixed price contracts that are priced based on cost-based acquisition can be awarded in competitive and sole source circumstances and may or may not trigger those TINA and CAS requirements. So be careful when it comes to the fixed price contracts. All fixed price contracts aren't necessarily a get out of jail free card if you think about it that way. And then finally, I would say, um, read the solicitation and contract requirements and understand what the nature of the award is and how the company's contract pricing to support, how the company priced the contract. 
This will help to discern which provision and clauses were triggered, like the applicability of certified cost or pricing data or CAS or commerciality determination. Excellent. You know, I, I've been doing this for 10 years, maybe even longer, 15 years. And every everything that comes up to is that like is it it's read the contract. <laughs> Rule number one, right? <laughs> You'll find everything you need to know in the contract. Uh, with that, Deb, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, just one other note, Todd, if I may. Um, I'd like yeah. to encourage everybody. We are actually doing a uh, web series this month in January, uh, every Tuesday in January, focused on cost-based acquisition. So if you want to learn more about cost-based acquisition, we touch on topics like we talked about today, as well as some of the post-award administration and audit requirements and accounting requirements associated with cost-based acquisition. So I, I encourage our listeners to check that out. And that'll be available on demand once we um, finish broadcasting it this yep. month. And I think you can still catch the live versions of it coming up, uh, some of the sessions. So we're we're happy to promote that. That's at fedpubseminars.com. You go to our website and see that. Uh, if anybody wants to get it directly hold of you, Deb, how would they do that? Oh, well, you can reach me um, at my email. Uh, it's probably the best place. Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H dot Nixon, like Richard, N-I-X-O-N, at crosshairadvisors.com, one word. Excellent. Uh, thank you. And as always, if you have topics you want us to cover in a podcast, please send me a note at Todd at FedPubSeminars.com. And until next time, stay safe, keep your distance, and read the bar. Take care. <laughs>